All right, welcome everybody to episode 118 close. of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Am I close? You're pretty close. You're pretty close. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I figured it was somewhere in the mid to high teens. Yeah, uh, more more mid-teens, actually. One, okay, yeah. so I was a little bit too uh, too optimistic there. We'll get the, we'll get the one eighteen eventually. I have every every confidence. I just hope that you're you're on one eighteen with us. Well, I guess we're foreshadowing that I definitely will be on episode one eighteen. There we go. You heard it here first. You heard it here. One eighteen. It's going to be a special one, everybody. Once we get there, hold your horses. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. I know that there's a, a significant part of the audience. I mean, pretty much all of the audience, um, the the real Spangler heads, right? They they tune in for the the fun, the antics, the frivolity, and uh, yeah, we're we're calling our shots here, uh, saying that uh, he will be on one eighteen. We'll also be on one fifteen. Yeah, because that's and, and for all the and for all the Spangler heads out there, much like Jimmy Buffett has his paired heads with their great Hawaiian shirts. If you're going to come be a Spangler head, let's be honest here. It's got to be a bolo tie. So bring out your best bolos. Yes. Let's have a meeting. <laughs> let's all meet, get together, talk some nonsense, drink some whiskey. And you know, let's see where the night divulges. That's kind of how most of my weekends go. So including the bolo. That is that it's iconic. Pure, <laughs> pure Spangler. Pure Spangler, pure class, That's pure right. bolo. <laughs> yeah, it's a, everything you need and uh, nothing you don't. It, it really, the the bolo is the neckwear that points out that neckwear, pure ornamentation. As long as it gets a response. That's really all anything is, right? Stimulus response. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we should... Uh, should probably jump into the the wrist check, drink check. I think so. Yeah. I, think I think that's, that's a good where the, idea. Yeah, we're we're heading down that right way. Um, well, Buzz, what uh, what do you got on tonight? What are you drinking? Okay, cool. Well, um, start off because we know everyone out there knows that it is hashtag hot scotch summer. So in my glass tonight, got uh, Glen Levette Caribbean Reserve. Thank you, Sandy. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it, it's that that summery scotch that you never even knew that you needed. Uh, I just have uh, it on ice with a splash of water, and it is utterly, utterly delicious. <laughs> um, and then on my wrist, uh, I think this is the second uh, one in the row. Uh, I've got my Breitling Colt uh, Chronograph. On it's the uh, the uh, super quartz, right? So it's uh, accurate to like something crazy per year. Um, <laughs> but I don't really use it for that. I just use that as the ultimate uh, grab and go. Uh, and it will also tie into some later parts of the episode. But uh, uh, unlike us foreshadowing that Spangler's going to totally be on episode one eighteen, I'm. I'm not going to tip my hand any more than that. <laughs> yeah. I guess this episode is all about foreshadowing at this point. I think so. I think so. Um, so, so Spangler, both myself and all the Spangler heads want to know, <laughs> what are you drinking? 
What are you wearing? What's on the wrist? Um, well, once again, I was indecisive in what I was going to choose to put in the glass tonight. So I brought out three different ones. Uh, currently, I'm on my... Actually, a very good. I just opened this bottle uh, from my recent trip back to uh, good old Cincinnati. It's a uh, Gallenstein Select Stellum Bourbon. It's very good. If you haven't got on the uh, Stellum train... It's time to hop on. It's it's very good. Um, also, some George Dickel bottled and bond whiskey, and then the old stable, uh, old staple, blade and bow. All right. So, so I, I'm hoping this is like a uh, one after another thing, and that you're not like just <laughs> blending them all and seeing where it goes. I mean, we'll see where the night goes. You never know. You never know where the where you know where or how or. What my nights divulge into. That's right. So hopefully we'll keep it low-key tonight, but you never know. Um, but on the wrist, it's the good old Doxa Sub 200 T-Graph. Uh, on the newly acquired Cincinnati Strapco SF1 Admiral T-Gray strap. Nice. Shout out to Zach for uh, hooking me up with a good number of straps. I very much appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, feel, on it. I feel bad because I never seem to plan ahead enough when we record these, um, you know, when in, in general, most of the time, a holiday weekend, um, strap makers often will have some little sale going. So just in, in general, my, my general advice is if anyone will make stuff that you like, just sign up for the mailing list, uh, because mm-hmm. we are not prompt enough or actually most of the time it's the fact that we're recording like a night or two before it goes out. So we just kind of miss uh, the, the weekend. Cause I know, I know uh, since he strap co just had a, just had a nice little sale going. Um, this is very nice. It's a great sale. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So I, I guess last but not least uh, Spence, you've been here the whole time. Apparently. I have, I have, to, <laughs> much to everybody's surprise, uh, probably more surprise. What would be more surprising is that I wasn't here, not that Spangler was here. That would be the biggest surprise. Um, we can all I feel like that. I also feel like uh, just jogging back a little bit. Um, Spangler is blending like Sandy by the end of the night. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not as skillfully as Sandy is. Uh, and then I'm sure Zach's happy that most of our listeners end up paying full price because we forget to announce his, uh, his sales. <laughs> you know, we still have his products enough. I'm sure, sh- I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he's cool with that. Not that he listens unless he's on. <laughs> it's swearing. <laughs> True. Um, and I'm actually, I'm more the, the, the buzzy back to your drink check. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm also drinking Glen Levet, but I only have Founders Reserve. I haven't made it out to find, um, not that it would be hard because it is very readily accessible, which is, I think, one of my favorite things about Caribbean Reserve when it becomes hot scotch summer. I'm actually repping Caribbean Reserve based on the uh, color t-shirt I have on. I'm wearing the box color. Uh, Not (laughs) branded, unfortunately. Although, Sandy, if you guys have some swag, I would would take a... uh, Or maybe, Buzzy, maybe we need to make some hot scotch summer t-shirts. There we go. There we go. (laughs) The merch. Yeah. We, so we, (laughs) um, who, uh, who knows how to do that? He's got a meme account. I think from what I remember. (laughs) Exactly. So I just, uh, 
don't really believe that a scotch company has promo t-shirts some something there oh, just uh, yeah they, they should that's such a uh, such a mismatch though right you yeah. mean like a llama on a nato yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah hey maybe it will work <laughs> exactly uh so in the glass i just gave it away i have uh glenn levette founders reserve the bourbon that is finished in first fill american oak barrels or sorry the scotch which makes it more like a bourbon uh it's kind of the perfect hybrid in my opinion uh big fan of that I have mentioned that several times and I'm just drink it, drinking it on the rocks. Um, and then uh, something a little different brewing on my wrist tonight. Uh, I've got on, um, I haven't worn it in a while and I don't know why, cause it sits there in my watch box and stares at me and I'm like, oh, I should wear that. Uh, my brew retromatic, uh, the, the Burgundy one um, <laughs> just haven't worn it in a while um, and decided to throw it on. We actually, we had a red bar meetup the other day, uh, not last week, but the week before, like on a Thursday and I got to try the metric on for the first time in person. And I, that design is definitely a little bit more aggressive than the retromatic that I have on. But I got to say, man, that, that it's a, it's a complete package. I, I mean, I know this watch has been out for a while. He's come out with new colorways, but I was, I was so impressed with that watch on wrist. Um, I just, I had to say it just, it's, it's one of those where you're like, if you thought the retromatic was good, I, I get that it's got the the, the hybrid uh, quartz, um, mecha quartz movement or whatever it is. Um, but oh my goodness, it's a, it's a complete package. It is a fantastic piece. Um, that was, I think, one of the ones that I left that red bar meetup being like, I want it to stick with me. Um, so so did the Royal Oak Chronograph that I tried on, but the, the, the <laughs> brew was right up there with it. <laughs> no lies on that. Um so yeah, that was uh that was fun. Uh, that's what's on, on the wrist and in the glass. Um, yeah. So we should. Uh, I think we got. I think we got some 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 fast, fresh, and funny forum finds. That's right. I'm gonna let Buzzy go last because he was really hyping his up a second ago. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to end with that one. I feel like that'll be a, that'll be the, the way to go. So Spangler, what have you got? <laughs> um. Well, you know, we did mention Zach. As a uh, guest of the show, I'm also going to do another shout out to another uh, frequent guest of the show, uh, Rick from Cincinnati Watchco. Uh, also, I'm assuming is not listening tonight, um, but this fresh form find does tie in with him. Um, funny enough, I was, of course, searching on eBay like I normally do, right? Um, and I happen to search for. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always happen to be searching for Grune watches. Uh, and one happened to come up that is the exact model as his uh, chronograph that he has. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's currently listed for 3800 on eBay. And to be honest with you, I have no idea if that's a good price or not. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Uh, Crystal's a little bit scratched, but it is plexi, so that's to be expected. Dial seems to be in pretty good shape. Honestly, if I'm, you know, just looking at it from from right here, uh, there may be a few scratches on it, but again, that's y'all can take a look for it. Uh, it's listed as Groon Chronograph Auto Cal 12 1970 Original Dial Mask Band. I don't know what a mask band is, uh, and then at the end he puts all stainless. So if you're looking for what to search for on eBay, there you go. It does have the Buren Cal 12 in it, which is actually a pretty cool movement. It's a micro rotor automatic. 
obviously, um, that uh, Hoyer actually used a good number of their chronos. So, yeah, it's uh, it's available on the bay if you uh, so choose to explore it. That's that, I mean, that watch that he has is a fantastic piece. Um, yeah, yeah, this one's really cool. Uh, um, orange, orange chrono hand. It's the orange chrono hand, orange subdial hands, and a little bit of orange between the five and ten markers on the uh, minute subdial. It's a good one. It's super cool. I like it. I like it a lot. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if somebody wants to swoop in first, you. By all means, please, please go ahead and do it. My micro rotors are so hot right now. Yeah, yeah hotter I, than I, hot scotch summer. Nothing is that hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this one, I, I don't. The one that I have, I don't think it's really that great of a price. Although I guess no, it's not the best price, but it's just one of the more unique listings I've seen. Um, it's a pair of Tudor dive watches. Oh, it is the new Pelagos FXD, the MN 22, not a 21. So it's, it's the one that was produced this year. Um, but much, much like it at your AD to get the FXD, you have to buy a Tudor Submariner from 1981. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, hmm. he's only interested in moving the FXD if you take this 1981 Tudor sub watch head off of his hands. Uh, the watch head hmm. has been to Rolly Works and had a full kind of workover. It's been a uh, movement check, case refinish, pressure test to 10 bar, hands and insert were serviced. They're all, it's all service Luminova, but it's got a, and the case back has an engraving, which, you know, Cole Pennington's a big fan of. Uh, so are some other people. I don't really mind it uh, on a watch that's that old. Um, going on 41 years old, depending on official date of manufacture. I mean, it's a good looking Tudor sub. He's got it on a NATO. And then obviously the bonus is for slightly more than retail. You can get the FXD. Um, now he said that the trade value uh, for both of them, he's got the sub at 7,700, the FXD at 4,100. So, I mean, those seem like fair market prices. Obviously you go, you yeah. walk into your AD and depending on what sales taxes in your state, you're going to pay. I'm trying to remember. Isn't the, isn't the FXD like thirty six hundred? I don't know. Thirty six was the number in my head. Yeah, it's around there. So I mean, this is a little bit over. Um, and then a Tudor sub. They were so cheap ten years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> this is so like everything. But we're going to talk about this later, Buzz. That's even more foreshadowing. Painful. <laughs> yes, it seven. Was. They were significantly cheaper five years ago. Oh yeah, big time. Anyway, it's just it's one of the more unique listings I've seen is that we're you're only going to get the FXD if you buy the sub. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a good looking sub. I'm not knocking it. It just it's. Uh, it was, it's the most intriguing listing I came across. It's on Watch You Seek. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that, that is a it. that is a super, uh, super odd. Weird. Thing. I, I can't remember if we've had ever had anything like that before well there's normally a group by discount so it's like you know i got these two seikos you know this one's 600 this one's 600 if you buy them both i'll let them go for a grand like it's just, like that's how it usually goes <laughs> yeah I, 
you know, if you want the FXT, you have to buy this sub. And by the way, the sub's almost, I don't know, it, I, whatever. I mean, whatever helps him move. I'm just shocked he's having that hard of a time moving a Tudor sub. Except, well, you know, if you, <laughs> yeah, I've got these uh, these two watches here. And if you, you buy them both, I'll let you buy them both. He's It's the AD business model, I guess. Ooh. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's more foreshadowing for the secondary market. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to buy this other watch. That, <laughs> you need to buy this watch that I bought a year ago at a much higher price than I should have <laughs> in order to buy this other watch that I'm still going to make money on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jeez. You, you can buy the Daytona at 40, but you have to buy the Blanc Pond at 15 because I paid 17 <laughs> for it. And I'm going to cover the difference with the Rolex. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the Blanc Pond would would cause me pain if I had to sell it. Uh, so cover your losses elsewhere. Mm. Anyway, okay. Well, guys, foreshadowing number one. My listing is a uh, Breitling Colt. It's the automatic version so it's essentially it's the same case and um bracelet and everything as my super quartz chrono um so it's the the 38 millimeter case um i found this on chrono 24 from the land of the rising sun for a uh fixed price of uh one thousand one hundred and ninety-one dollars because that makes sense. I'm sure that's an even price in in yen uh, or something. Um, so hopefully um, that you know, when when you look at the uh, pictures, it's in pretty decent uh, shape. I might want some additional one pictures because. Um, there's definitely they're kind of over overlit. They're they're very bright, so sometimes it's kind of washing out the details. Um, mine was decently rough when when I got it, and I had them. Um, I went to send it in for service. I had them repolish it back before that was anathema, um, and yeah, definitely it washed out a little on the class, but but overall it. It was it was a good way to go, so yeah. Th- this this guy for uh, you know about twelve hundred uh, bucks is I think a pretty cool um, you know pretty cool get. Uh, obviously, no box or papers. Um, the the interesting thing though is is they do provide uh, results, um, some timekeeping results, so you can understand the the health uh, of the movement. And uh, they they have listed that the timekeeping is off minus sixty nine seconds nice. a day. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did they check that at four twenty p.m. or? <laughs> Very well. <long>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I saw that, I, I knew that this had to be my uh, my, <laughs> my forum find because it was just too funny. Plus, it <laughs> it will it will tie into yet another Brightling related thing for the night. It might. yeah, a lot of foreshadowing. A lot of foreshadowing. <laughs> 
think that might be our fourth foreshadowing. That's right. Fourth or fifth or I don't know. All right. Well, speaking of foreshadowing, there's a holiday coming up. There is. Father's Day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as us guys age, hair kind of starts coming out of places. And, you know, if there's a way that you, if you felt compelled to not trust somebody with scissors near your eardrum, as Buzzy has highlighted multiple times. That's right. There, there might be some, some products that could, could help with that. I mean, am I right, Buzzy? You are right. You're absolutely right. So that um, that would be the weed whacker. Yes. What dad doesn't love a, a good weed whacker, both for the lawn and, you know, in the bathroom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever you want to weed whack at. I mean, you know, I... <laughs> Sometimes I weed whack in my, you know... Family room. We don't couch. need to know where your weed is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the kitchen. I don't know. Spins on. Have man. you have you run the battery out on that too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not. It's running great. Can everybody hear that? Yeah, that would be the lawnmower. But oh uh, uh, well, it makes the same sound. I didn't have the uh, the weed whacker. Here. <laughs> that is true. It does kind of make the same sound. <laughs> <laughs> Most small electric motors make the same sound. <laughs> the, yeah. The sound of hair being removed. That, that's what yes. the sound is. Not pain, it, it, with, with, with minimal pain, if any pain. Probably not any pain. Hopefully no pain. That's the idea. Yeah. yeah. These are great because they don't cause any pain unless you do it wrong, which that's I, true. I don't know. I mean, if you do it wrong, there could be some pain. So, like we're just yeah. Not, we're gonna, yeah. But, but guys, <laughs> the, the weed whacker, it, it, we're talking lithium ion batteries here. 600 milliamp hours. You, you, I mean, do you understand that that's 0.6 amp hours? That's really great. That sounds really great, Buzz. It is. And Buzzy isn't <laughs> even an electrical engineer. No. Not <laughs> he at all. He's jazzed about this. So the fun that, part is uh, a good amp there's, hour. they're sending us uh, more stuff. And I, I guess I'm the only one who's received this, but I got, um, I got some Boxer Briefs 2.0, which is the newer version. Uh, more colors, more patterns, same comfort. So, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, as, as, as you're, you know, taking care of things, you also want to be comfortable during the day. We talked about the crop preserver. We talked about the crop, um, what's the spray, the spray. I don't remember that. Revitalizer? That one. Revitalizer. Um, Yeah. They also sent, uh, you know, an exfoliator, which, you know, you, you might want to do every, every once in a while as well down there. Keep things, keep things fresh, keep them, you know. If you're, if you're going with the ultra smooth look, definitely want to probably be doing that a little bit more frequently. Um, but yeah, once, once you get it all, once you get it all shaped, you want to make sure that everything is in the right spot. And I, I, I'm a big boxer briefs fan anyway. So, you know, this is just, this is the, I think kind of a smart move for them. Without a doubt. Oh, for sure. 100%. So, you know, Manscaped.com. It's a it's a website that that has all all these great things that we talk to you guys about every every week. Um, if you wanted to buy something from there, I think that there's a there's a promo code. There might be. Wait a minute. It's Dis- uh, he hasn't you know been on Spang- He doesn't remember. Spangler doesn't remember. I don't remember it. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, even though you are most probably not a father, I will give you the promo code anyway so you can treat yourself. Frost. That's right. <laughs> or buy it for dad. That's right. That's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. My dad, he's a dad. <laughs> Definitionally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I would think. <laughs> Uh, this is the biggest revelation tonight. Spangler's dad. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> that promo code would be... Buzzcut. That's right. 20% off and... Free shipping. Boom. Woo. You can tell them that we sent you. Even Spangler, even though we didn't remember. <laughs> I even forgot you guys' names, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the blended bourbon talking, or is that the fact that you, you know? Well, I mean, I have moved on to the, the Dickel Golden Bond, so you know, you never know. <laughs> uh, phrasing. It's a Monday night. Let's be honest here. Uh, anyway, Lord. Manscaped Buzz Cut. Tell them we sent you. That's right. Helps the podcast. It helps Dad with that ear hair thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I do just want to make make mention. Um, you know, my grandpa already mentioned that he has a ear hair trimmer already. So I guess I got to come up with another gift idea for Father's Day. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he uh, he made sure to text me that last week. <laughs> well, if he has any friends in need of some, he should let them know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to anyway, uh, Spence's granddad. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And Buzz's mom. I don't know if Buzz's dad needs one. So like maybe maybe that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, he uh yeah, he just lets the ear hair grow out and uh <laughs> just uh, kind of uh <laughs> have something for for them to like, you know, fake uh hammer on each other about. That's <laughs> great. Just give the ear hair comb then. Just a little comb, just <laughs> good idea. Yeah, yeah, you know. Help the volume. Just braid it. Forget the comb. <laughs> Right. Put a nice little braid in that. Why not? I'm I'm sure somebody has done that. That's actually the most I'm, depressing part. Uh, I'm sure somebody somewhere has done a lot of things that we would think nobody would ever do. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. So, Buzzy, you saw some interesting watches over the weekend. Is that correct? We, we should do a quick, a little quick side journey to, to watch spotting with Buzzy. That's right. That's right. So um, it is summer, summer in Cincinnati, and that means parish festivals every weekend. Every weekend, uh, we're we're mostly uh, mostly talking Catholic parish festivals. Uh, every, every now and then, are the uh, the Orthodox or our Ortho Bros. Um, they uh, they will have one, which is uh, pretty sweet as well. Uh, a- anywho. Um, yeah, Parish Festival, big fun. Well, well, uh, kitty rides uh, for for the kids. They, they think it's just great fun. Gambling for the slightly older kids and adults who are just <laughs> kids at heart. Beer tents. Yeah, some random band on a stage that really no one's actually listening to. <laughs> you know, background noise. Yeah, yeah, a great, great time. And uh, so I went, took took my daughter uh, to the parish festival uh, this Sunday, and didn't even plan on it, but did did some pretty good watch spotting. All right, so within the space of an 
hour, roughly speaking. Uh, I saw a uh, a new uh, date just. It, I could not tell. So it's uh, a jubilee, which you know, correct. Um, the dial couldn't tell whether it was like gray or mint green because obviously um, I was seeing it in passing as I was riding the carousel uh, with with my daughter. So. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that you could tell that it was one of two colors and it was on a jubilee. Was it have, did it have a fluted bezel? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's, well, that, that is correct. That's how it's supposed to uh, be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that that was that was looking good. Uh, so I, an old uh, bluesy, aluminum uh, bezel bluesy, which is, is always, always the correct uh, choice. I feel like that would have been found at the uh, the gambling tents. Yeah, you, you you think, but uh, I uh, think it was waiting for grandkids to get uh, get done with yeah. one of the rides. <laughs> um, okay, uh, yet yet another disturbing uh, trend that that I brought to you the last time I was talking about watch spotting. Uh, I saw an Omega uh, Speedy. Uh, I think it was I'm a sure it a was fifth- an Omega. 57 style right. we're talking the broad arrow hands and yep. Uh, yep. yeah you are correct but brace yourself brace yourself guys on leather uh it was hot last weekend too <laughs> yeah i mean it was low humidity but it, pretty much anything is hot when it's in the parking lot right on blacktop <laughs> yeah yeah exactly not uh it's not a forgiving surface. That's that's why all the uh, Catholic school kids are so tough because you have recess, you know, on blacktop instead of some like you know, mulch, mulched in <laughs> fancy pants, you know, <laughs> fancy pants uh, playground, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really terrible, um, but it was also topped in terribleness. Uh, there was a guy with the brightling hat on and you could tell like it was not you know he'd had the hat for a while not not like it was beaten up or anything but you know it 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 was was well loved i'm thinking oh man this is going to be great i can't wait i can't wait to see what this guy's wearing like maybe it's going to be something like completely sweet like an emergency um yeah i just a guy that's had a brightling hat for a while i that that that's a dude that's probably got something something cool, and he wasn't even wearing a watch. <laughs> Sans watch, completely. <laughs> Was there a wrist tan line? Nah. So it wasn't even like he just didn't wear it to the parish festival. He like, because if I didn't have on a watch, you you could tell that I usually wear a watch. Yeah, could. Yeah, yeah actually, for most of us. I I can't tell. I don't really remember if he had a, a, a tan line there or not. But man, that was that was so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, you were all I, horned up to go talk to him about. Were you wearing your your uh, your Colt? No, nah, I was I was wearing my uh, Black Bay fifty eight, which is apparently one better than that Omega on on leather. So it's a fifty seven, but uh, Just yeah, one. Just one, one better. Um, yeah, so so that was super weird. Um, 
I like the idea of, by the way, sidebar, I like the idea of watch hats, but I would not buy one. And typically they're given by ADs a lot. And yeah, I don't tend to do that all that often. So it's this weird, you know, I think they're all right, but I will never have one. Kinda, I have two, but ecosystem. not for any brand that I own. Although I do have a speedy hat incoming, I think. Oh, that's cool. Wait, wait, wait. Which, which, I was going to say, which speedy hat? Because there's only really one watch hat that I would like have been wanting to get, but they're always like way too expensive. And it's like the Speedmaster script hat. It is the Speedmaster script hat. And I think the underside of the bill is like the Moon Craters. I think. Amazing. I don't know. I'd have to ask our buddy Soul because he has it. He goes, I don't have a Speedy. I don't know why I have this. Like, does anybody want it? And I said, yes. He goes, all right, I'll bring it the next time I'm in Cincinnati. So I haven't seen him since, so I don't know. <laughs> but I, there's a Plot picture. Twist. He'll never be in Cincinnati again. There's a picture in the Red Bar group chat that is of ages ago before that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know. Um yeah. I really wish that I saw that and just intercepted it. That would have been so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I have, I have, I have a, a Hamilton hat and no Hamilton. I have a Norcane hat and no Norcane. Um, You've got one on loan though, right now. Right? I do have one on loan. Yes, I do have one of those on loan. Okay, so for right um, now, it, it fits. Yes, I do have that sweet Oris pen though. Yes. And I have multiple Auruses. Or the I, Aurus pen. Will. Yeah. The Aurus pen is incredible. Yes. I say yes. Um, I also have an Aurus pen, but I don't know where it is. It's on my desk somewhere. All right. Track that down. That's one of the best pens I've ever written with. Without a doubt. And, and I've, <laughs> Good. I've used uh, fountain pens before, and the, this one's far better. Far, far more consistent. So, uh, Good. Good work to uh, Kawe Co. Uh, it was actually such a good pen. I actually bought my wife the aluminum version of that pen because she thought the bronze was a little too hefty, which is fair. The aluminum is like stupid light, like it just like oh, nice. you would imagine. Um, so yeah, she she's got that, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, anyway, should we get to the main topic? Oh, yeah, the main topic. Oh. But right after the last one that I saw. Uh, I have not hunt, hunted down which tag Hoyer this this was. Um, I think it might be some flavor of Aqua Racer, but uh, man, it looked great. Uh, the um, bezel was was all stainless and had uh, essentially kind of a couple of of bumps protruding up. I think six of them um, and with a, a loom pip. Uh, the bracelet was really cool. It looked like one of um, uh, the Breitlings, not the angle cut one, but I think, I forget what it is, a professional or professional two. Uh, the, the one that that's, you know, just uh, rectangles, offset rectangles, high polish. It really, yeah, it would take me a while to hunt down which one it was, but Oh, it looks so great on on the wrist, uh, the bracelet especially. Uh, really, I mean, I, I've got a kind of a soft spot uh, for for tag. Kind of, they they are what they are, right? Not 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 saying that 
that they're the best, but I think that they do certain things like super well. Um, sure. So it was really, yeah, it was gorgeous. Great, great so luck. Speaking, speaking of tag, this is just a really weird aside. Have you seen? Um, hold on a second. I know we've t- we've talked about with Alexandra and with Mike Stocks. We've talked about your little Formula One. Yeah. Have you seen the one that Alan from Beyond the Dial has put on uh, recently from the mid '80s? It's a Formula One Series One, so it has like the plastic into or the rub, some sort of plastic or, or rubber integrated like band into the case. Have you seen this? No. He's got the red version. Oh, that's so that not- is the strap goes like into the case, and it's got like the black plastic bezel on top of it. It is one of the craziest things um, I've seen in a while. And he's, he's posted that a couple of times with his Ducati uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is, it's just so fun looking like the case. I don't know. I don't know whether the case is the same color as the strap or if it's like all one piece, but that is, that is just a lot of fun. So eighties tag lawyer, you know, why not? Plastic cases. So hot right now. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. The, they are. Um, the uh, Marie uh, LaCroix. What, what were they calling those? Marie or Maurice? Cases? I think it's Maurice. <laughs> yeah, you, you dropped the last couple of uh, letters if you're pronouncing French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do they call their, their plastic case, uh, Acon? Oh, the Tide. Tide, yeah. Oh, I tried one of those on because uh, Rick was there. Since Iwachko was there, and he has that one. He wore the matching yellow socks and fanny pack that it came with, which oh, was not was not exactly expecting that a watch was going to be like, hey, what should we send out with this watch? Socks and a fanny pack. <laughs> Those are the things. Um, I'm here for it, though. I like uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, socks. So, so there was that. Um, and it, it wasn't as yellow. It was still very yellow. But it was more like <laughs> highlighter yellow than yellow yellow, and I was actually a bigger fan of it in person. Um, it was light, but still a I don't say it, it was it had a good like a good feel to it for being you know the plastic that it was. Uh, the socks were ridiculous. Um, there's just, just no good weight for for the the type of weave they were, right? You know, I didn't try them on. I didn't ask him to take them off. Um, <laughs> that's your problem. You know, un- unfortunately, he yeah, wasn't wearing sandals. He wasn't wearing sandals with them, which I was kind of shocked by that he wasn't wearing sandals <laughs> with them. Um, but, you know, I digress. Um, and, and then there's the funny story that uh, one of our other buddies mentioned. He was out in Los Angeles for a conference and was just going into the watch shops and went into a dealer that carried Maurice LaCroix on. on. I, I would imagine, I, I don't know if it was on Rodeo Drive, but like one of the very high end places uh, as he's you know, aware of. And one of the sales guys, oh, he's, oh yeah, like last week, one of Neil Diamond's, like like Neil Diamond sent this guy in, or Neil Diamond came in and bought every color, <laughs> the Tide. <laughs> saw it was like, this is awesome. I want all of them. <laughs> it just like I don't know how many different versions there are, but there's a lot of them. So I don't know if he only bought the men's versions or if he bought like because they have the ladies ones too. But like Neil Diamond, big fan of the uh, of the of the of the. Maurice Lacroix icon tied. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. This is third hand. But I mean, it's one of those things that's kind of definitely like 
Neil Diamond definitely could afford one of everyone. He could afford one of a lot of other things, not just the $750 plastic Maurice Leblanc. <laughs> I, I just love it because that's like how like, it sounds like an urban legend to me. Right. But it, like, it was recent and it's like, why would he make that up? <laughs> well, that's why you it's make the perfect it up, it's urban legend. Bought one of them, like not all of them. I guess that's here's the thing. Here's, we're just going to like, I guarantee if you find a video of Neil Diamond in the next like, you know, two to three weeks, watch him be wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> if it's true, Maurice LaCroix is definitely missing out on a great ad campaign. Oh, for sure. Come on, the da da da, sweet acorn. <laughs> Let's uh, watch times never felt so colorful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to be hired right now. Right. Yeah, I mean they're they're missing out. <laughs> I mean Rolex listened to us on the Jubilee and the Oyster bracelet, so let's. Uh, and Oris listened to us on the Baby PPX. Yep. Full of ideas, makers. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about hot Scotch summer, um, and as much as we like to hype that up, we should talk a little bit about hype, and specifically, I guess we'll start with the brand that nobody can get enough of right now. Um, and I don't, I don't want to say that I don't like care that much anymore, but I, I'm just still kind of, and I'm sure a lot of us collectors, I'm just kind of really jaded with the Rolex situation. And I, I, am I over it? I don't know. I might be. I just, I don't know that I care about their new releases that much because they're going to be so unobtainium for most people who would be interested in them that it's almost, I guess, ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're right, right? When a when a Rolex release comes out, I don't really think anything of it because, you know, one, I would say amazing if I was just to be able to go into a store and try one on, which is crazy to think, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got so lucky to try one on. That's crazy. Not even purpose. Um, just try it on. The fact that yeah, you can just to try one it on. in person yes. is an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it's it's honestly like I like certain models and those are the ones that I like and I'm not going to change my opinion on them. Do I know that I'm not going to get them at MSRP? Yes. Do I know that I'm going to get the new ones at MSRP? I know that I'm not. So, you know, you know, I still like the brand, but Spence, you're right. I don't pay any mind to the new releases because... You know, I like what I like. I know I'm not going to get anything new from Rolex. And I've kind of just submitted to that reality, which is kind of shitty, but it is what it is. And like, I have one too, right? Like I, I, I have a sub. It's great. I will say though, do I think it deserves the hype that it gets? Absolutely not. Is it a Absolutely great, not. Is it a great watch for prob- for, for what you paid for it? Absolutely. Is it a great watch for 50% more than that? Absolutely not. (laughs) I think even like at what it is, it's still fairly expensive. If I'm being completely honest, I mean, right. Like you're not going to get it for any cheaper. And unfortunately they've set the price. (laughs) 
and we kind of have to get on our knees and accept that. So I, I guess that's, it's fine. You know, at, at the price it is, it's great. And the thing about Rolex is, you know, are their watches technically great? You know, they're, they're all right. I will say they are the best made watches out there. Their tolerances, their build quality is second to none. So for that, I do appreciate it. For the hype factor, I think absolutely not. Like this watch, I've, I've owned it. I don't think it should be hyped. Like it is just a watch to me at this point. Nothing more, nothing less. I wear just the same as all my other watches. So maybe I'm lucky in thinking that, but yeah, it's just another watch to me. I mean, it just makes you kind of wonder too, though, like, what's it going to take? I don't, I mean, I don't say like, like it needs to change, but like the whole idea of, you know, certain things you, you don't wear in certain cities, definitely don't wear in Europe. Um, Like I just, you just kind of like, it used to be, it was, it's always been a symbol of accomplishment or, or, or of luxury. But I guess the question then kind of becomes like, what's, what's the point in in having one if you don't feel comfortable wearing it, mm-hmm. which is to the point where that I kind of got with the sub that I had. I had the Hulk, and it just got to the point where I it made it less fun. Like when it was still in production, when it was still a watch you could still technically go into an AD and get. It was a cool one to have. It was different. I enjoyed wearing it. When it became something that was overhyped and discontinued and you know rarer now like everybody knows the folks who have been in and say you know we used to have five of these and we couldn't move them and now people are paying you know through the nose to get them it just it seems it seems overhyped and it was a good watch and like you said the tolerances were tight but there, there were a couple things that i will say i like the bezel on my black base steel better than on that sub and i don't know whether i mean it, don't get me wrong the action on it was great the, the 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 120 clicks were the smoothest I've ever felt. However, anybody wants to hear this? They're great. They're great. Great, great click. But what I will say, weirdly, I would look down at the sub after just spending a couple hours in my office, and the bezel would be off, one or two, and that would drive me nuts <laughs> like it was, it was one of those things where it was like my tutor is never off now i don't know whether it's because the detents because it's only 60 versus 120 are harder to move like it was one of those things where it's like why am i looking down and why is my submariner bezel slightly off it would bug me to no end and now granted that would give me an excuse to spin it which was the best part don't get me wrong and nothing nothing tops glide lock glide lock was amazing still is amazing not trying to knock, but I, that was always my one little gripe about it. And the, the older movement did have a shorter power reserve. And I will say I had a harder time getting that movement to stop right on. And it was just because the crown was just so secure. I had a hard time getting it to stop and set and start right on. Mm-hmm. Like, so that the, like, so that the minute and this, like the minute would hit like right on the, the marker when the second hand would cross 60. I had a harder time with that one. Then again, I did with my tutor, which I think was very interesting uh, just for comparison purposes. Now, yes, the tutor is a brick on the wrist compared to the, the sub, although the heft of both was roughly similar. Uh, I mean, that I think that speaks to the materials, but like, I just, it would be nice at some point to think, Hey, you know, I really like this watch and even, I, I get not in stock, whatever, 
because there are other brands that are that have models that are harder to find and harder to source. But it would be nice to think, you know, you know, at some point I've got a birthday coming up. I have an anniversary. I've got a work milestone. I would like to hell even go get a 36 millimeter blue dial date just on a Jubilee bracelet and just be like, hey, I'd like one of these decently soon. And not, I don't want to say get laughed at because that's not the experience that I've had, but just like, like knowing that, all right, what, what, you know, what, what's it going to like, how long am I waiting? Do I believe like just, it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And then, then the opportunity comes and it's almost like you're pressured. And not like, it's not like the AD because the AD can sell it to who, like there's a list of names, but it's like the idea in your head is of course, okay, if I don't take it now, where, where does that put me on the list? Like, so I, wherever I was on the list, I got a call because somebody either didn't want it or it was my turn. If I pass now, when is it going to be my turn again? Are you talking for the watch that you want? Yes. Okay. So, if, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a good question. Cause I like, mean, I feel like a lot of people don't pass. Well, right. But I mean, the, the reason they don't, or at least I think the reason you don't, isn't necessarily because like the timing is right. It's, I want this. I'm, you know, I don't think anybody goes into it thinking, okay, I want this Rolex. I, it's going to happen in the next week or two. Like everyone's like, ah, I'll, I'll say I want this. And then, you know, maybe like three to six months or a year, it may happen. Mm-hmm. And then when it happens before you're expecting it, you're like, oh, I don't know that I was necessarily prepared for that to happen now. Like, do I want to do it now? Do I want to wait? Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, so I don't know. It's one of those, it's one of those weird things. You're like, oh. Come on, come on, Spence. You're you're saying that you like you you would want to um, feel like when you're spending almost ten grand, you would feel like you want to do it on your own time and own terms. I mean, that's thought. outlandish. Come on, be 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 reasonable. Uh, obviously, just someone someone says you can can spend your money now, and you should just jump at the chance. It's an opportunity to buy something. It, which is a weird thing to think about a purchase like that. And I mean, you, you know, ro- like what they have done or what has happened to them. I, and I don't know how much of it is one or the other. I, I don't like to pass judgment because I do think from, from conversations I have had, I think ADs are getting more of these watches than they ever have. And I don't know why they have any reason to lie to folks because at the end of the day, the AD wants to sell you a watch. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, they want to sell you something. So I don't know why they would say, yeah, we're just not like, I don't have any reason to not believe them because they, they, they move everything they sell. There's a reason the case is empty. And if they're mm-hmm. saying I'm getting more than I used to, even if it's only a few more, that's more than they used to. So like, it just, it, it's, it's insane what the demand has become. I, I'm curious as to whether or not that continues to hold. Um, but I mean, other brands have kind of shifted what they've been known for too recently. I mean, Rolex used to be the promotion watch or the milestone watch or whatever. And it's like, you know, we, we've talked about on other episodes, if that can't be it, you know, what other, what else the AD carries is probably what it becomes for somebody who's ready to make that purchase and doesn't feel like they want to wait for three, six, nine, 12 months or more to get said watch. Um, but Omega has kind of tried to change their position a little bit. You know, the, the Speedmaster, we used to joke about how many limited editions there have been. And now there are, <clears throat> excuse me, there's limited production, but they're not numbered anymore, which 
is interesting. It's not like you're getting those rapidly. Like I, I don't know how many people are waiting for a, a new Snoopy, but um, I haven't seen too many of those. I don't know that I've actually ever seen one in person or a three, two, one come through Cincinnati. I'm not sure about that. that. I may be wrong, but I know that I know that those have been fewer and farther between for good reason, but it's interesting. I will say I'm, I'm probably going to go put out some feelers for some three, two ones here fairly soon. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on my uh, quest to get one. I mean, you probably should have done that a year ago. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm expecting to like maybe get one in like a year or two. So what if they call you in six months? I was going to say, <laughs> you better be ready. Uh, then my sign on bonus would have not have hit yet. And I would probably say no. <laughs> I mean, it just makes it interesting. It makes the hobby, the collecting, the, the, uh, it's almost like, you know, there, there is the secondary market for a reason. People move watches, there's value in unlocking them. But I think the interesting thing is, that as you as you move things in and out, things that are no longer in production, I guess, do technically have more value in a weird way. They may be less technically, like there may be less technically sound, older versions, you know, things like that. However, from a pure production perspective, no matter how many of them they did actually make. And I feel like for certain watches, they have made a ton of them. They aren't making any more. Yep. And th- there are fewer and fewer of these every year. So I guess in a weird way, vintage, neo-vintage, there's going to be fewer of them. But it's it's weird to me that things like, like the OG, the OG Bond Seamaster... I mean, yes, prices have started to move a little bit the other direction, but it seems like there's a ceiling there versus like a vintage sub or a sub of the same era. Man, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. (laughs) No, I mean, again, I think it has to do with like this idea that people in the watch world are now drawn to pieces that if you know that other people can't get them or they're harder to get, it automatically makes them a better watch. And for a lot of people that, you know, got into this specifically for that and didn't delve into, you know, the mechanics, the history of some of these pieces, right? It's hard to get that mindset out when it comes to purchasing new pieces, which, I think leads into why certain watches are the way they are when it comes to prices. And I think it's going to take a lot to get people out of this mindset because it's, I don't know in the times we're in right now, currently people want to be able to show off, what they have, right? This limited edition, hard to get mentality. And to be honest, a lot of them probably just aren't watch people in general. And it doesn't have to even so, be in public either. Yeah, no, it's, it's great, even, right? You could buy a bunch of pieces, stick them in a safe, 
snap a few photos every couple weeks. Wear them around your house. And get the same clout, which is utterly insane. Utterly insane. And I don't know. I'm, I still think about like what it's going to take to like get like get people out of this mindset. And I, I don't know. I still haven't come up with an answer to that. Something will. Uh, you know, I will say the moon swatch did a lot. I was going to say, I was waiting for somebody to bring that up because like you want to talk about something that was insanely hyped. Yeah. I don't want to say and like it's not expensive. It's inexpensive. And it, yeah. it people, there are just, I think it was just enough of the cross section between the drop release, it being affordable, there being demand for it and a combination of them intentionally not making as many as they thought they were going to need. And then also at the same time, probably vastly underestimating the demand, (laughs) which, yeah, I don't know them vastly underestimating demand seems like a far-fetched idea, but I'll go with it. But it just goes, goes to show that, you know, an inexpensive watch can be just as desirable as one that costs six figures, which is a good thing. It kind of shows a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe, you know, something else will come up. Maybe eventually there'll be so many watches that come out that'll overshadow the ones that have been in demand for so long currently. Well, I, I mean, I think a couple of the watches that you own, Spangler, um, kind of illustrate that to a degree. Because I think there's there's different levels of hype. Obviously, the Moon Swatch reached Rolex levels of hype. I mean... The, yes. There were people that we were talking to who said, I mean, I, I was talking with Nacho um, from uh, Fratello the other day. And he said, yeah, I, I wore my moon swatch uh, that I got to um, Watches and Wonders. And he was like, I'm at, this, I'm at some of these very high-end booths that are releasing like grand complications. And people are like, oh, do you have the moon swatch on? Like, <laughs> like imagine being like, the guy who's presenting like a lot or something like, wait, that guy's wearing a moon swatch. Like we need to look at that too. Like, like that, that, so it, it, there's, there's, there's that, but I think there's also hype within the collector sphere. And I mean, when you look at something that, that has a drop of, you know, less than 500 pieces, I look at the two worn and wound Laurier's that you've got, like those watches were very, very hype watches, but I don't necessarily think in the same, like in the same spheres. Like there weren't people who were not watch people who were getting those. There are just enough watch people at this point that a, I think the original was like what? 80, 80 some. The, the chronograph that you've got was that uh, 88. Yeah. There, there, like there was definitely more than 88 people who wanted that watch. And I, I think the next yes. one they did what the, cause you have the, the dual crown one. Um, yeah. How many of those did they do? 150, I believe. Yeah. It's the same thing. The the white dial Manta SkyQuest that they kind of closed that collection with. They did 50 mm-hmm. of those. There's 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 easily 50 people who want that watch. So well yeah, and that, that that's actually a good point. Um when they're they're pastel dial mantas. I mean they, they essentially had people like hey yeah, if I remember correctly, it was like, "Hey, email us. We'll we'll send you the link to mm-hmm. to buy the thing." Right. So, but that's a little bit more um, flipper 
proof, right? You know, it's a, another little, little step to try to, to get the people that you would want, that you would hope that these special watches are going to, you know, actual enthusiasts. Um, uh, uh, Max uh, Booser, the, uh, the mad uh, one, that was a, a cool idea. Essentially, everyone that had emailed him to that point said, well, well, we'll make the next run of these. We'll, we'll make one for you if you want it. And then sell the rest of them by, um, you know, by drawing. It was like, mm-hmm. I think it was Cole had, had the uh, article on, on that on Hodinkee. Uh Odds wound up being like one in uh, 49 uh, that, that you would get it. So, I mean, I, I didn't uh, hit on the slightly better than 2% odds, uh, and uh, neither did any of my friends, because um, I know a, a lot of guys that, that put in uh, for that. But, I mean, that's that's a that's a cool way to do it, I, I think. And that, that feels less crummy than this... Um, than like the the way that Rolex manages scarcity, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think that there the, the big point there is that Rolex there's there's always I don't say that there's probably always been, but there's probably always been a decent amount of people who are into vintage or into collectible or, or things like that related to that brand. But I feel like certain certain brands don't exist to the degree that they exist without it, people who are enthusiastic about it. And I feel like MBNF is one of those, like it's, you don't get into MBNF as a, Oh, I think this is a cool watch that I saw once. I'm going to go buy one. I, like you have to be into a lot of the things that go into that. And I think that is definitely the same for the folks who are micro brand enthusiasts. Like, like I do think there are other people who buy those watches. And I know talking talking with Rick from Cincy Watch Co., the majority of his buyers, he thinks, are, aren't are watch enthusiasts. They're, they have ties to Cincinnati and they find out that there's a watch company in Cincinnati and they like, that's that's kind of his market. It's, it's a, a weird type of thing. But like, I think for a lot of the micro brands, it's enthusiasts and, and things like that spreading the word or being in there. I, I, I don't think that that kind of space exists without people understanding what goes into it, uh, especially at the high end. Um, those high end independents, you know, I think those are definitely the, the, the folks who are into high end watchmaking and are definitely more of a, of, of a higher end collector. Hmm. So I, it, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think always, there, there will always be this dynamic of people that are like into this, they understand it, and people that are just into it for the clout. And until that somehow are, is able to like, I don't know, they, they find their own space in the watch universe, right? There's always going to be headbutting. There's always going to be increased demand, decreased availability. I think hopefully one day it will like, they'll all find their space. I think there'll be brands that like build in the hype watches. There'll be brands that make other watches that are like great. 
and people will flock to those and you know everything will be uh just peachy keen <laughs> but i think it's just interesting to the brands that like or like the the watches in the zeitgeist that have the hype versus the ones that don't like from a comparison perspective i just i don't i don't know yeah i don't know if enough if, if enough brands make their version of the moon swatch that leaves some subs available to everybody else that really wants them. I'm all for it. I mean, that's fair. I just, I kind of go back to like your comment about the Submariner and it being a, a even sort of expensive watch for what it is. And it's like, we've seen plenty of comparisons to that from that watch in a, and the, the, like the bond watch that I own, the, the Seamaster 300 M and mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Omega does pretty good with the Bond watch. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I mean, like, technically speaking, that, that watch is a better watch all day, every day. It, it, but, but again, it doesn't have the hype behind it, despite being the watch that James Bond has worn for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and again, that's product placement. That's, that's, but like, what is Rolex without the branding, without the stuff behind it? I mean, I know that there is history and stuff behind it, but it didn't go to the moon. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. <laughs> Just it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's interesting. It's, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to knock Rolex's history because they have a, a pretty interesting history. Although we've talked about the episode of 40 and 20 where they dove into the Smith's Everest versus the Rolex Explorer one. And one of those watches definitely made it to the top of Everest. And it's not the one that you thought. And it's not the one that doesn't like, ro- like Rolex back in this, whatever, whenever it was that I think in, in, in Everett and Andrew get into this a lot better than, than I'm going to here. And I'm really just paraphrasing what they researched, but essentially like at the end of the day, Smith's was like, we can guarantee we have photographic evidence. We were there and Rolex is like, look, we sponsored the expedition. We gave them watches. We didn't ask. We're assuming they had them on. We didn't, you know, we didn't, we, like, like, we can neither confirm nor deny that our watch made it. But we sponsored <laughs> the expedition. So, I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, I love it. We can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know. It. So, I... I, I, I don't know. I, everybody's kind of seen that that phase, and I'm I'm wondering if if being in the hobby and then having a podcast and, and talking about and, and thinking about this stuff a lot, you know, like it's almost like the the, the business cycle curve or the J curve. You're like into watches, this this. No, I don't like Rolex. Oh, Rolex is the best watch ever. And then it's like you eventually settle on like oh, I'm just this is the, this is the one watch I don't care anymore. I'm wondering if like it's being accelerated from from like, I don't want to say being in this space, but like just talking to you dudes weekly about this. Um, is it, is it making us more jaded? Is it making us more enthusiastic about it? I, I don't want to say I struggle with it after 115 episodes, but like, I, I, I kind of go back and forth a little bit. Like you guys have been on the other side of the text message. You're like, you know, something like I, should I just blow it? Like we did the whole blow it up episode because that conversation has happened multiple times. Oh like, yeah. One watch. And what should that watch even be? And yeah, yes, we pitched, you know, a solid gold speedy. And at times I'm like, man, 
SPB 149 all day or a day. And that's all I need. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, we all like this stuff enough that I don't think we'd be happy with just one watch. That's our disease and we kind of have to live with it. So I think it's, the- it's a, it's a goal. It's a dream. I don't think I could ever have it though. Maybe you guys could. I, I, I don't think I can. I think I'm the closest of, of the three of us just because I, I do tend to just go like a week straight wearing the same watch. Um, that being said, yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough <laughs> idea. I can see radically downsizing to like three. Yeah. You know, but just a, just one. But the other thing, oh, and the other thing too, though, is like it's a matter of semantics because if you're downsizing to one, presumably you're rolling all that money into one. So if your other two watches are not going to be anywhere close to as expensive, like, does it really count? Right. Well, but the thing is, is you don't necessarily have to. Like, and I think that's the weird thing that we kind of like, everybody is focused on. Like consolidate, like if you're consolidating, most people are consolidating up into the one piece. Of, like it's the whole grail mindset, and I guess I'm wondering if that is in a weird way, not I don't say not the way to think about it, but it's like if that grail is a, a no date sub, great, but like why couldn't like a no date sub is less expensive than a lot of other folks's. It's significantly less expensive. Even on the even even at this point on the gray market, than a, a moonshine gold speedmaster that was the one that I said, oh, let's blow it up and try to go for that. Uh, I mean, you you could very easily say, you know something, I really like I really like the sixty two Moss design. I want the best of the best. I'm going to do an SLA 037. Let's just say that I'm going to do. I know it doesn't come on a bracelet. I don't. I don't need a bracelet. Now, granted, that would not be me. But if they ever made one on a bracelet for a little bit more, like I could argue, like maybe that would be the watch, like an SLA whatever on a bracelet. If they ever fixed their clasp to the point where it was competitive, and I've seen it on micro brands. Come on, Seiko, (laughs) give me a good clasp. Hey, notice, sell them your design. Sell Seiko your design. You'll make billions. You don't have to make. Yeah, like that's not their like, but like seriously. Seiko, make a better clasp and give me the new 62 Moss on that ever bright, ever brilliant steel bracelet with a decent clasp. That that could be the watch. And that would be, my guess, less than a Note 8 sub. And that could yeah. be a watch I could wear every day and would look amazing because that design is much like the Submariner, very timeless, much like the Speedmaster, timeless. Like I, I go back to that. It's like, it doesn't have to be. And I think we're all conditioned to say, oh, it has to be, if you're going to be a one watch, it has to be a, you know, a flex piece. Or it's like, and it could be, it could be a, a solid gold speedy. But I would also argue if you like the solid gold speedy, that st- stainless steel speedy I got upstairs is also pretty damn good. And <laughs> there are times that I think watch could be the watch. There's times I think the El Primero could be the watch. It doesn't have to be the flex piece. It just has to be something you you feel like you could wear with your lifestyle every day. It could be Spangler's everyday Richard meal that he pitched about six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm remembering I still stand by that. He, stands, he firmly stands by that. 
Hey, Rafa won the French Open for the billionth time. So, you know, <laughs> Richard Mille, I'm sure, got some good some good TV action there. But sure I, they did. I'm, I'm just thinking about that. Like, maybe maybe that's the big deal with the big issue with this whole collector mindset. He's like, well, I've got all this money tied up in watches. I should just go for one big piece and consolidate into one. It's like, I don't know, man. Maybe just pick your favorite and get rid of the rest of them and, like, go buy a car. <laughs> and start start into yeah. another crazy money pit hobby. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if there's one thing we can all agree on is that this hobby is a money pit. <laughs> Everything is, man. I, I bought a house. That's a money pit. <laughs> like, anything that you do that is, I mean, I, not, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Just you know what? You know what's not a money pit though? Buying like ten cubic yards of mulch because it is the the default option for when anyone in the neighborhood sees you. Like, hey, yeah, got got a lot of mulch there. Yeah, it it you you will be the 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 talk Buzzy, of, of the town. I disagree with you because you know what I buy every year because I have to keep replacing it mulch. Yeah. No. No, 10, 10 cubic yards of mulch, bulk delivery, right at the end of the driveway. Everyone's I'm, I'm so you. impressed by by all of this mulch. And uh, it's a good little workout. Pop, pop in the uh, the headphones, listen to podcasts like Whiskey and Watches, and uh, just, just get at it. Highly recommend long handle, long straight handled transfer shovel. Don't, don't be a dum-dum like me. D-handle shovels are not as good. Straight handle transfer shovel. Uh, what I'm the work will go by very quickly. The reason why that is a money pit is because you're going to put all that mulch in all those mulch beds. It's going to be great for about a year and a half to two years. And then... Yeah, you got to do it again. You have to do it again. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, I, think about that. I guess, I guess in fairness, like with your watches, every... Three to five years, you got to send them in for service. Exactly. Every three to six months, depending on how frequently you drive it, you got to take your car in for an oil change. You got to change your furnace filters. You've got to—it's all nonsense. This. Well, what more can be said than that? I guess on that bombshell, (laughs) (laughs) it's all just nonsense. Everything sucks. (laughs) Don't buy anything ever. Spence with can, the black pill. If you can afford it. Oof. <laughs> yes, if you can, you can afford, afford to don't not buy, buy something. Yes. If you can afford to not buy something. Wisdom. <sighs> it goes back to the, hey, they called me. I should find a way to do this, right? No. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's all ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. All right. Well, Until next week, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or in three weeks when Spangler's back, depending on when you feel like listening again. <laughs> he right. might even be back know. next week. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we, well, we didn't say I, only. I am on my medicine rotation, so I, I should get off pretty early. He can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that or <laughs> not. He was on Everest and or will be on next week. <laughs> but stay tuned for episode 118. And one sixteen and one seventeen too. I mean, I would like to not see our numbers dip too much between now and and then. But you know, you, you yeah. win some, you lose some. All, all you bolo tie wearing bros better tune in, regardless of whether Spangler's on. Yeah. Anyway, we'll catch everybody next week. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>